Hey there, welcome to Claim Your Freedom. I am your host, Aziza Alawi. If you are listening, it means you led yourself to open up to a new you and transform without limitations. Your time has come to let that spiritual mindset grow and guide you to your ultimate freedom. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 17 of Claim Your Freedom. I am your host, Aziza Alawi. If you're a health professional with a practice or a health entrepreneur or a health service provider who carries a burden of responsibility and has to face several tasks at the same time, and you work hard and you want to avoid a burnout, or maybe you have already experienced one and you don't want to go through that again, this podcast is for you. Burnout is very common in the health industry. You know that through statistics, we noticed that 55% of frontline healthcare workers reported burnout. Burnout emerges over time and is related to a poor work culture. While, uh, because I discussed this in another episode, while compassion fatigue, as discussed in the previous podcast, has more rapid onset because it is related to the negative emotions that health providers like you feel from helping others at work. So generally, the clients or the patients are in extreme emotional stress and suffering and you take on that emotional stress. That brings compassion fatigue. But with burnout, it takes time. It is something that builds over time. Okay? And at the same time, unfortunately, burnouts, once declared, they take longer to heal. So the best solution for you health professionals to prevent burnouts is to make sure they don't happen. You don't get there. There is a prevention way that you have to make sure you are aware of so you don't fall into that difficult situation. So tell me, do you feel exhausted by all the tasks and responsibilities you have to perform during your workday? Do you think it's really related to your workplace when you don't feel energetic enough, when you don't feel that happiness at home, when you don't have time and energy to do activities with your kids, to prepare food for the family? Do you think it is really related to your workplace, to your co-workers or boss, to the way you feel about them, maybe? So what causes burnout in the workplace? If that's what you feel, that's what you think. Many reasons and triggers are responsible for this well-spread mental state of mind in the health industry. So if we want to go deep and understand what a burnout is about, we need to look at all the symptoms. And a burnout is characterized by emotional exhaustion. You feel exhausted and I do understand you. Sometimes skepticism and inefficiency in the workplace, as well as chronic negative reactions to stressful conditions at work. That chronic negative reaction is a big and huge and crucial in triggering the burnout. So a burnout is a mental health problem rather than a mental illness. People think, oh my God, it's a mental illness? 
So I am sick with this. I'm going to be sick with this all the time. No, it's a mental health problem because it is related to certain conditions that are outside of you, that are externals. So it can be chronic and affect health and performance at all levels. And it has a significant impact on all workplaces in general, not only in the health industry. So please, you're not the only ones, but you are the ones that get burnouts more. So in the healthcare, why is it happening like that? It's because the job demand control model focuses on the job tasks profile. Let me share with you the three things that cause burnout to you, specifically health professionals. The first one is the job task profile. What we mean by that is the job demand versus control versus how you control that job demand. Okay, the behavior of health providers in the workplace and their state of mind is very important and crucial. That behavior is what prevents you from having a burnout and it is important to make sure you are behaving the right way. So the behavior that really creates burnout is when you're too demanding with yourself. It's also when the feeling that the effort you make is not enough or even you think it's insufficient. It's the way you are looking at yourself and what you're doing. It's the way you perceive your work and your effort at work. So there is also maybe the feeling of being incompetent. Sometimes you can have lack of sense of personal accomplishment. You don't feel you are accomplishing anything because you feel so detached, so exhausted that you think you're not competent anymore. There is also the fact that you don't feel appreciated for what you do. Nobody tells you this is a good job. The leadership skills from your supervisor, your boss, there is no leadership skills around you. Someone to tell you, you are doing well, keep going, you're good. Maybe you have too many responsibilities. You feel when you get to work that you have so much to do that you just can't do that. You can't accomplish all those tasks during the time frame you have. Sometimes also you accept positions that are not in accordance with your competence. Maybe because you need the job, maybe because you think you can do it. But in fact, you don't have the ability to do it competence to do it because this is not your field. So we see here that employees and collaborators all at the workplace, you don't realize the negative impact of all this in your performance, on your performance. And then errors happen and they can multiply and the productivity decreases more and more. What I mean by productivity is then the tasks are not done. They can't be accomplished during a day. So that can bring, and oftentimes it brings a decrease in motivation and creates bad attitude. So sometimes in the health industry, you go to the emergency and you look at the nurse and the nurse is running left and right, left and right. So that nurse is so exhausted that she doesn't have time to look at the patient and to really be compassionate and open. Oh, how are you? How do you feel? Can I help you? She just wants to get the tasks done, the most important ones. So there is no more time to that connection with the patient. Because why you're doing what you're doing? You're doing it because you care. You care about others. And that's why you are there. But the exhaustion, all what you have to do, the burden of responsibilities, 
they make you lose that part of you. And that's why you feel like you're not doing your job. You're not accomplishing enough. Because the reason why you are working in health industry is not fulfilled. Now, the second thing is many factors, several organizational factors, sometimes unfair procedures and then interactions between the health providers and the bosses and the organization. If it's a hospital, if it's a clinic, if it's a pharmacy, if it's chiropractic, any health profession, you can get the feeling that you're not participating in the growth of that organization. What I mean by the growth is, let's see, a hospital. If everything is disorganized, if the patients come and wait too long, and I see that, I see that in, in, in hospitals here. And I mean, I, we go to the hospital, it's an emergency, and you can wait there for hours and hours and hours. I mean, a long time before you could see the nurse. And then again, wait and wait hours before you could see the doctor. Forget seeing the specialist. And why is that? It's not your fault. It's because the system is not organized enough to help you achieve your goals at work. And also the procedures. Sometimes it's so bureaucratic, so many papers, so many things to do. So you can feel like you're not participating, you're not doing what has to be done, not being appreciated. And plus, it's true, you work so hard, you come to work, you run from here and there, you try to do your best, you do more than your best. And at the end, nobody comes and say thanks. Thank you. You are doing well to encourage you. We need that. Everybody needs that. Everybody, we need leadership around us. We need someone to come and say, this is great. What you're doing is good. Keep going. At least you feel rewarded for what you're doing. You feel, oh my God, I'm doing what is helping my organization. I am doing something that is making the system flow. But no, it doesn't happen. It creates sometimes even role conflicts. You can be given a task and the other person is given the same task. And there, you know, oh my God, how am I going to go with this if both of us are doing the same task and we have different roles in this organization, in this hospital, in this clinic? I can't be at the front desk and go behind, do some lab work. No, it can't work like that. Or I can't be the lab tech and do the nurse. So role conflicts happen when the system is not structured, when it's not clear, when there is no clarity on what everyone has to do. And then that creates also too much work because you're not focused on one task. You are doing many things at the same time and that can bring overwhelm. So much at work can bring overwhelm and exhaustion because there is a lack of clarity about expectations. You don't even know what the organization, what that workplace, what they want from you, what they expect of you. You don't know anymore. So nobody is telling you, this is the right way, this is not. And when you do good, yes, that's great, keep going like that. Or when you do bad, oh no, that's not your job. This is that person's job. You, you have to focus on this, on just helping the patients do that and that, or on just taking care of their medicine, or just take care of their well-being, the way they feel. Create connection, be compassionate about them. 
So you see, different situations can lead to burnout. Now let's talk about the third one. The third one is the effort that you make. We can say the effort reward imbalance. There is an imbalance in the effort you make and the reward you get for it. And why is that? Because of inefficient work processes. So as I said before, there is no process to follow. And when there is a process, when you come at work, you know exactly what you have to do and you keep repeating that every day. Simplify. It's simple and repeatable. And that is very important that at work, when you come, you know exactly what you have to do. And you do it today, tomorrow, after tomorrow, until the moment that you get it done automatically. And that's what, when we say you are on autopilot, you are doing things without thinking about them. You are really moving with your unconscious mind set to respond to what is happening. So when there is a situation that needs you to be alert and focused, you can because you are rested. You are not thinking all the day and running all the day with your mind running to busy and buzzing. And what am I going to do? This is missing here. What I, I, I need someone to help me with this and nobody's there. How, I, how, can, I, how can I finish this, this patience? And I, I, I need someone to help me. I can't do everything around the patient. I, I can take care of one task, not many. And the overwhelm installs and here you are getting exhausted and exhausted and exhausted. So when there is a process, it helps you relax because you know exactly what has to be done. So anything that is different, any surprise, any, anything that you, you, you don't expect that happens, you will then find the energy to respond to it. And sometimes, as I noticed, increased administrative tasks can kill your motivation to help patients, to do your job. I've seen that so many times. Physician entering documentation. In certain clinics, they started having a nurse or having uh, someone to prepare the patient and the documentation on a numerized file that the doctor can access before the consultation. But still, doctors have to document the visit. Here in Canada, in certain public centers, doctors tell me they need 20 minutes for the administrative task for each patient, which is odd because doctors spend a maximum of 10 to 15 minutes with the patient. So imagine, think about it. And they were fed up. Many of them told me so. My God, we have so much to write and so much to document, so much paperwork. What a doctor didn't study all these years to do paperwork doctor is needed to take care of the patient and the health of the public. Nothing else. Find a way. Have a process. And you know what? That doctor is not rewarded for what he's doing or her. They're not. It's, it's a big effort because that's not their job. Paperwork is not their job. So all this excessive workloads, high effort, low reward, long hours and high patient volumes, Less time spent on meaningful work, as I just said. Instead of serving patients, they're doing paperwork. Lack of control of what's happening around you. Autonomy. You don't have it. I mean, it's like it's confusing. You have and you don't at the same time. You have no process to follow. So they, it seems like you have autonomy to do things. But then at the same time, you can't because you've got to follow the rules. 
these three things are very, very important in a workplace for you health professionals and health entrepreneurs. When you open a practice, when you open a pharmacy business, when you create a clinic, you've got to have a process, a clear one, clarity around what has to be done, organization, procedures, and interactions with the co-workers, with the boss, with the employees. A lot of interactions because that's how you know if things are working or not. And all this, what it does do, it prevents burnouts. Because once someone has a burnout, it takes a long time to get back to normal. And we don't want that. And you don't want that. So how can burnout be reduced and eliminated from any workplace? How can we make work life less stressful and more enjoyable? One thing is certain. You must start by reducing the stress factors that trigger burnout. All the stress factors. Implement a stress management and psychological health system to create greater psychological security within the company or workplace. So if you are a boss, a health entrepreneur, you need to do this. Frontline manager must be aware of the signs and symptoms of burnout in order to prevent or better respond to it. Yes, awareness. Awareness is very important around this. We have to be conscious that this happens in 55%. Note any changes in the attitude or energy of employees or collaborators. Note it in yourself. When you are a health professional, you have to question yourself. And I talked about that in the previous podcast. You have to pause, stop to understand what's happening to you. Because it's the only way you can help in early, with early identification. It's the only way you can prevent burnout. Also, you need to differentiate between stress, which is a feeling of anxiety and urgency, and burnout. Burnout is expressed more in the form of helplessness, despair, and apathy. It's a huge difference. So sometimes you can be going into burnout and you think, oh God, it's just stress because I, I feel anxious and, and I have this and today wasn't good. No, no, no. If it repeats itself and it gets really to a state of despair, it is not a simple stress. And you know, in the work I do now, I use my experience of 25 years as a pharmacist and a transformational coach mindset coach to offer you the solution to early identification of the signs and symptoms of a burnout for individuals and on how to save your human and economical capital and increase your productivity owners with a health business or practice. I do that. And I had two pharmacy businesses before and I know how it can be overwhelming and stressful and disheartening to feel detached because you are so exhausted that you can't give what the patients need, the caring, the compassion, the empathy, because you don't even give it to yourself. If you stayed until the end of this episode, it means you are ready and willing to claim your freedom. And I am truly happy for you. If you want also to have more of Aziza's Claim Your Freedom, tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Your thoughts and feelings about this episode are meaningful to me, so I genuinely welcome you to leave an honest review. And if you want to, you can follow me on social media at Aziza Alawi. If you wish to connect with like-minded people, 
Join my group of ambitious spiritual leaders. The information will be in the comment section. See you next week.